Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Yeah, so hello, hello and welcome to the show. Too afraid to ask, too lazy to Google. Well, this could be the show for you. No idea yet. And from working in a place with anyone over the age of 50, people just don't Google things. And it's like, oh yeah, Johnny, you're the, you're the one that Googles. I'm like, why am I known as that person? It takes you two seconds to Google something. I don't know why people don't. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so it seems from the previous two shows, we've been having a little theme. You know, we've had hobbies and then vices. So I thought I'd not fully go along with the theme, um, but along the lines, this episode is the topic is mobile phones. Uh, so the first question I want to ask you two is what are the uses of a mobile phone? And so this would just be some of the basics and then could be some new tech you've heard of. Alistair, you're up first. Cheers. Um, well, I've got this trusty flip phone at the moment, which is Ooh. lovely, uh, which is my work phone. So now it's just for the, for the sheer nostalgia and fun. Um, I definitely, yeah, I, th- I think obviously the lockdown has kind of framed this a little bit in my mind because obviously you don't really need the phone the same way you used to when you're actually leaving your house. But um, yeah, I, th- I think they are a massive part of our lives now. And I, I definitely wouldn't really want to go and live without one. For a so what are some of the uses? Didn't answer your question at all, did I? Um, <laughs> That's why I'm here, the host. <laughs> contacting people, I reckon it's probably a pretty big one, like via whatever means it is these days. Um, and then I think just... Just like day to day on the phone. The day to day, I, th- I think it's just the ease that it makes so many things that would otherwise be slightly more annoying. <laughs> just that sheer, like, oh, I can Google that. Oh, I can just Google it on my phone. I can just quickly ask Siri, or, you know, I'm going to go somewhere I don't even need to worry about the GPS or anything. It's just it's right there. What's some new tech? As in, like, do you know you're saying flip phone? Now you can get like the full touch flip phones where like this huge fold, foldable phone, yeah, yeah, foldable phone. So, do you know some new tech that's so maybe something that's come to mind? You're like, oh, that's cool. That's like when you, you don't think of a phone doing that, like heart rate monitors in the back of your phone, just usually as like a, a random feature which everybody has now, but nobody cares about anymore because it's just yeah. So, any new tech you've thought of, or not thought of, or know about? He invented it. <laughs> yeah, I can't this great idea, mate. It's called, cool, yeah. Um, I mean, I could see, I, I, I just go based on like TV shows that have this now. It seems to be, I reckon, sort of the uh, the kind of far hardware will become far less important. It'll just be kind of mm. like Google glasses or, you know, like a futuristic glasses or something with your hand. So you just have your phone as part of your hand when you when you want to use it. Or if you want to have like a tablet, you just have the desk in front of you and then it'll become a tablet with whatever you've got in your eyes or contact lenses. Or, I don't know. I, th- I think the future of that is quite is quite cool, but I think, I don't know. Maybe that's just how TVs condition me to think about futuristic technology. <laughs> <laughs> and but to yeah. Freddie? Oh, I mean, so basic uses first and then new tech you've heard of. Okay, because I was going to say he's touching on the, the self-fulfilling prophecy of sci-fi where people invent stuff because they see it on television or media. Um. So uses, I mean, for contacting um, people is pretty good way of doing it. Like communication is actually probably a solid method of making phones. 
uh, for the last how many years because you're right even though it's evolved from calling to texting to voice messaging to um, FaceTime messaging it has always been communication also I guess access to information is that, is that, is that too that's, general? that's one of the biggest ones not most of the time because actually how much we do we actually communicate on a phone like picking up most people don't actually call anyone anymore it's either video call or it's either texting or messaging as well. Yeah. Um, so I'd say, if I may, that the three major parts of having a phone now are communication, access, and control. So now you can control your TV mm-hmm. with it. You can control things around the house with it. You can control Netflix or your computer or your watch or your treadmill. I don't know. Again, I'm not really... As much as I love tech, I, I never really buy the latest stuff because it just seems like I'll just wait till it comes out later. <laughs> yeah, <it's cheap laughs> it does seem they're the three major parts. Also, and cameras. Just, yeah, um, didn't think of that. That's been one of the biggest things for phones. What did I, I know, right? It's like both of you like, come on, guys, cameras. <laughs> and I always like okay. it. If you think of like big um, lenses, it's just the actual. I remember, I can't remember what I was reading it. It was just a magazine and saying like how we take for granted how mad phone cameras are if you think of like the proper professional cameras they're huge lenses because you need to have distance between two lenses to, to light pass through just to function and then you've got some of the thinnest kind of devices you can get and you're fitting a camera into it and that needs to have space between lenses for it to just process the light and that's where you have like the cameras usually come out of the phones because like we just physically can't not have some distance between two lenses mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting how i mean the, the push yeah. for that has really great. You'd never have had skinny cameras if you didn't have phones, would you? People would never have gone, you need to make cameras as thin as a notebook because everyone's like, cameras, it's fine to hold a camera. There's no problem with it. It's only when you suddenly attach it to something else. I mean, imagine if people were like, we need to figure out how to make toasters drivable, but it didn't matter <laughs> until you needed to attach a toaster to a car. Yeah. No, yeah. Attach a car to a toaster. Yeah. Can I part? Yeah. Can I pose a question back to you then? Yeah. If an object is defined by its use, for example, you sit on a log, the log is now a chair, mm. or you drink from the skulls of your dead enemies, their skulls are now cups. What is a phone? When does a phone stop being a phone kind of thing? If you had to define a phone now to an alien who didn't know what it was, how would you define it? Mm, it's a, a handheld portable device communication no communication device with accessories <laughs> just with alternate with extra functions with a and a camera and a laser <laughs> yeah Alistair what do you, what your, what's your thing to that would you would you add on it if you were to explain what a phone is or what, what the, the minimum the minimum required I'd, I'd say yeah these um Maybe not minimum, because minimum is technically just phone. But I guess what is considered a phone now, what is the standard? I think what was interesting to kind of add to this a bit is it how quickly you become, because obviously they've all got these new things and the latest thing and everything, but how quickly you kind of become used to the new thing and then you have to get the next new thing. Mm. See what I mean? So, yeah, I, th- I think that obviously does push innovation. And like, you know, there are obviously the things they can do now, like even video chat, like the, the way we're even talking to each other right now, obviously is completely mind-blowing and would, you know, it is just you know fantastic as a as a means of communication. Um, but yeah, sorry to explain to an alien. Yeah, I think 
hit them on the head, really, just a communication with them. With a, with a cheeky bit of camera on it. <laughs> Freddie, is there any new tech you've heard of for mobile phones? And that could be accessories onto them or just actual innovation within the phone itself. Like we used to have the 3D cameras when phones first came back. Now we've got telephoto zooms on. Well, I mean, every time I pick up someone who has the brand new something, for example, my friend here has the new iPhone 12 Pro X Max extra schlong. <laughs> and whenever I play with it, I, um, they can't get over the camera. Like, I mean, it's three cameras, is it? Or mm -hmm. whatever. And together they make these awesome photos of portrait modes and the fisheye lenses. And it's just all stunning. But other than that and the weird folding phone that you guys are talking about, People talked about for years, like a, an extendable phone, you know, like with a rolled screen that extends. Other than that, nothing I've heard of. I always, always like doing you know, like when phones first came out, it was such innovation of like, you know, like every time a new iPhone came out, it's like Steve Jobs would release it and he'd be like, oh my days, this is an incredible new feature. Just look at this. And now it's like, guys, 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 there's another camera on it. <laughs> Do you like? Or better, they just that's take all away we got. <laughs> Like, you know, when the, I think it was the 7 or the 8 came out and they were like, oh, we've just taken away the headphone jack. That's about it, really. <laughs> Other than that, well, it's basically the same. <laughs> we've got earphones now. I mean, not yeah. less about the phone, more about the earphone side thing. Um, yeah, no. Apparently, AirPods Pro, actually, apparently, they they are, they, they, they won Witch's best, I don't know why I know this, this is just this weird bit of knowledge, but they won Witch's best, like, bit of technology for the for the year, for 2020. And, um, yeah, but everyone I know has got them absolutely raves about them. They, you know, they're... It would, it would slice bread and then AirPods Pro, apparently. <laughs> I, I do like when they first like released, do you know, like how Apple just, just initial their kind of PR just absolutely nailed it of like when they first brought out iPhones and iPods and stuff, all the adverts were just classic white earphones and then like a white product. And that was it. And then it meant every time you saw somebody in the street with white earphones, you thought Apple products, you thought, oh, we got an iPod or an iPhone. And it's just something simple as that. They just... Like, right, we're just going to take white products and just, that's Apple now. And it's, you know, just how effortless they did it. Um, if you can brand the colour, that's shown to be really, really, really good. If yeah. you brand the colour, and I don't know, it's just because I'm, I'm working in this sector at the moment, but yellow is CAT or JCB. Yeah, right? fully. In the, in the construction world, it depends how, you, how it's done. And it's like, other brands will, like, you, they just stand out by being yellow. You're like, that's a good one <laughs> because yeah. it's yellow. So then, yeah. Like some some uh, obviously uh, copy companies will like just copy the color just to make it look like mm -hmm. yeah. So someone looks green, things. Green says that's a good one. John Deere tractors green. Yeah, exactly. Um, I did think speaking of the Apple adverts, right? I saw there's okay, just a comparison thing of like um, when the first iPod advert, it was like 300 songs on your iPod, and now it's like 10 million songs on your wrist. <laughs> You have the internet fun. and anything you want from your wrist. Next year, two billion songs in your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, here's the second question, which links to the vices. Is, are phones good? So no simple answers allowed. Um, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's no yes or no. It's got to be, uh, or at least... If you think it's one or the other, explain why you think it and how that overcomes the opposite. So you say, actually, they're all good. 
this is why, and I think this outweighs the negatives or vice versa, the negatives outweigh the positives, but they're still, regardless, even if they're, they're actually bad, they're still too useful not to be used. I think when you look at them as like a, so a, a word I now wish I'd said 10 minutes ago, they're a tool, right? That's, that's, that's at the end of the day, that's what they are. They, are they, they facilitate use of doing different things and they make so many things so much easier that I definitely wouldn't want to go back to not having one. However, that being said, obviously, you do need to control it. And there are, you know, there's plenty of apps that are just designed to be as addictive as possible. Um, one thing I really I lament, I remember when I was in doing my A-levels, so when I was like so 2014, I guess, I remember you go into the common room and all the guys in there would just be playing like Candy Crush or you know, on the phone. And like, I, this should be, you know, time you were chatting to people and playing cards or doing, doing something, you know, for the last, I have to have a long at school would have been really good. But it was just, yeah, it was just guys playing, like swiping their phone. And I think that was, that was a little bit, you know, um, I would lament that, and as I said, I think you definitely need to rein it in and, and keep it under under check. But having said that, I think the utility of it, like just just Google Maps in your pocket whenever you're in a city you don't know, it's just so useful. It's just, oh man, yeah. Know, like it's beyond, you know, that's beyond. You can't explain that. Yeah, like it's just amazing. And then obviously, then just, well, like, just, you know, yeah, Spotify these days and everything is fantastic. So yeah, that's my second answer. Go on. I don't know. I just I just agreeing with you. That's kiss, kissing your bum. <laughs> but um, I'd say that maybe similar to okay, this could be maybe a grand grand uh, statement, but similar to farming, when everyone started farming and no one was hunter gathering or weren't hunter gathering as much, it's quite difficult to go back <laughs> because everyone yeah. forgets to do stuff. So you forget like the joy of listening to an album of like all the way through or you forget how to use a map or etc oh, etc et but unlike farming you don't die if you lose all the mobile phones <laughs> you can go back it's just gonna suck so what, um, could we go back realistically yeah. if you think of all the business it's not gonna, it's not gonna kill you like the, the human race will survive okay so, so you're gonna say get rid of all mobile phones so that means to think of everything like stock market stuff like that there'll be stuff which is just inherent on mobile phones now people do so much now like zoom calls everything can everything just be computers alone? I feel like you're pretty saying, can the human race survive? And I think Johnny was saying, like, will it be nice? <laughs> Technology just, you know, the whole two, year 2000 apocalypse where suddenly all telecommunication stops. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. People will be pissed. <laughs> but, like, like, we'll get by. Like, it'll just, I think communities would suddenly just form from very small bubbles. Um, where you have to be able, to, you have to talk directly to people to get things done, and a lot more writing would happen. But it, it would suddenly shrink the world a lot. But I don't think. Yeah, I guess my thing would be if we grow technology, but mobile phones, it would end life as we know it. If you know what I mean? Because I, I think. Yeah. I, I guess with computers, we'd still be able to do stuff, but again, there'd be so much more like traffic from people not being not having Google Maps, or do you know like you can only do Zoom calls in an office, or do you know, like. Yeah, general communication. I guess people just focus back onto computers, but I don't know. I, thought, I, I did see, I saw quite a funny thing this week, actually, I think it was. It was like, imagine it's 10 years from now, you reach into your coat pocket and you, you see it and you pull out a mask and you think to yourself, ah, oh, what a funny year that was. As you pick up your machete and go back through the wilderness, avoiding the shadows from the cannibals, you know, just like, yeah. you know, because this is such a, this is especially 20, it was such like apocalypse light, wasn't it? It was, it was so like a, yes. you were actually calling it an apocalypse. It so wasn't like, it was just, no. like it, it was the end of a lot of things we've come to be used to, but in terms of actually life 
being massively altered in some game changing way you know it's, it's going to bounce back i have think it's yeah because it's like people are relating it to the war well the two wars and it's like yeah, there are some similarities everyone has to band together everyone's having to do like whatever and it's all like the first time in like 60 70 years of where people are suddenly everyone's in the same boat everyone's having to do the same things and people are dying but it's not like it's it's different it's light it's you know like there's some similarities but it's not like if i go home my whole home may be destroyed and life as i know it and like you know our community of you know people suddenly you come back after four years and there's like out of a thousand people there's like 20 left you know oh it's bad like... but not war time bad and rationing and yeah was, not making the most was... people that died just more of a case of hearing stories from my nine being like no the war was terrible. well our, our grand said um she was like well you can help people in the war so <laughs> <laughs> go around to each other's houses in the war that's true. Like, because I was, I was in uh, Mexico, and we were going. I had to go through all these security checks to get onto the job site, and they, you know, you had to have the mask thing, and you had to beep your head, and all this stuff, and you couldn't talk, you couldn't go near anyone. And I was like, oh, this sucks. Or, oh, oh. and then the other guys I was working with were like, yeah, I guess, but it wasn't as bad as um, Saudi. Oh, was it Saudi? I no, I'm trying to remember where he was, and he was like, like the job site near where they were got bombed while they were there and they were just watching this like and then as it's being bombed the the, the anti-missile things were being shot to blow up the missiles in midair and oh, they were wow. like he's like, showing me videos on his phone like that this is what it looked like and i'm like oh yeah yeah i guess it's not so bad though is it <laughs> we had very first world issues compared <laughs> bit of a reality check yeah well lockdown yeah. is a very first world thing right mm. very much yeah, yeah. and people complain now you got to stay. I mean, sometimes it'll be like if you're living pay to, paycheck to paycheck, you know, that's the big issue. But most people, it's just stay at home and watch Netflix. Um, also, I mean, like family. as a country, you know, third world poor countries cannot do. You cannot afford to have a lockdown because it's you know, like India. You know, like I remember here and then, but people may be in like shacks, and you're telling them right, just stay there. You've got like maybe not even proper running water or electricity, and just stay in this shack up with like eight people all day, every day, and yeah. it's like You've got bigger problems than coronavirus, I think. Yeah. Oh, we're getting away from it. So my thing was, our mobile phone's good. <laughs> oh, so, so yes, Alistair. So you are you saying yes or no? Simple as I, I think they're good. Yeah. And Freddie, are they good or bad? I'm gonna go with no. You go negative first, and then Alistair will rebel you. Wait, oh wait, I've got. He gets to rebel me. Why can't I rebel him? No, oh, because you're negative. <laughs> Fine. It always wins, Freddie. Have you never seen any movie ever? Jeez. Come on now. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, so wait, my re- can, my reasons for why they're bad. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pre- pre- preface this, preface this with that I love mobile phones and I have the best time, but I think they're bad because, well, oh my god, where, where do you start? Um, I think that as social creatures, they just hook us onto that sexy, sexy, delicious serotonin boost that we get from gratification of others without the actual human contact, which is only being amplified in this funneled COVID time. And that's not saying that I'm not a big whore for an Instagram heart, but I'm just saying that I know I recognize it as like sugar rather than a full meal. Um, it's an addiction in your pocket. We do lose, like you said at the beginning of the episode, uh, you're the one who Googles. Just because you have the power in your hand doesn't mean you use it. 
I mean, I was walking past a building today uh, on my way to the shops on the empty streets. And I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google this building. And I did. And it turned out that, you know, like some bloke had built it in 1862. He'd put all his hard work into it. It actually took a lot of time for him to get um, some funding to make it. And then it, when it finally was built, like it was known as a Reformation area where people went and actually got converted from Roman Catholicism. And then I was like, what all this stuff? But no one cares. No one Googles. And oh. I, think that, I think that mobile phones add to that because you've got the potential, you don't use it. Mm, I guess it's oversaturation of knowledge because to the point of way, yeah, something like that, you take time to look into stuff and people are like, yeah, but there's something else I can find which is better than that kind of idea. You know, like this, oh, that's a nice photo on Instagram, but if I just keep scrolling, there's a better one. So, yeah. It's- so that's my, my wait, to summarise, to make it easier for um, Alistair, is that I think they are bad because they tap in to uh, an addiction and at the same time, although they provide us with ability, we don't use it. Oh, yeah. Alistair, to you. I think, so I think, first of all, a lot of them that you hear about, oh, the oh, kids are, you know, kids using their phones so much, we didn't do that when we were kids, argument. I felt like there was, there was some like point about this. It was like someone from the 1800s talking about the kids in the early 1900s. And it was exactly, it was exactly the same <laughs> argument. But they just every generation's used that too, because everyone has the rose tinted glasses through their own generation. I think. Yeah. Um, and I said, I, I they're don't. Reading too much. How dare they? They need to go outside. <laughs> they're playing with these sticks and wheels like some lunatic. <laughs> you know, Satan's. You know. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I think it would be a different world if we didn't have them. Um, but I, I, like I said, I, I do think that they. They spent, I think the, the pandemic rather than, has, has showed that people can obviously get quite addicted to them and you know become quite dependent on them. However, imagine this pandemic without them. Imagine this, imagine mm. this happened you know, 15 years ago, 10, 10, 15 years ago, sat at home playing Snake all day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Not really what we wanted to say. I mean, don't worry, there'll be some, there'll be some serious Pokemon masters. If, if this had happened when I was 11, <laughs> I would have, I would have probably, <laughs> I don't know. But no, I think, um, yeah, I, I think the communication, and then just the, there's, there's also, I think, I don't know, we, we think you, you pay on them now as well, and you do, there's so much stuff in life that it does just make it so much easier. And I think, as they do get more integrated into our lives, I think that's going to become more so. Um, so I, I think obviously, if, if you remain cognizant of the, of the of the pitfalls, then it can be a really useful tool. But again, it's like any tool is you know, and it's kind of like drugs. To be fair, similar thing, can be great, but probably might be bad. And yeah. like and like drugs, and don't do drugs, and don't do drugs. That's the <laughs> you can say it's how to, how to deal with them. That's the thing. Well, yeah. So this is one. I think this is the thing that always. I, I mean, I always think this, I can't remember if this is something you've heard or something you've thought of, is that, you know, drugs usually have to go for years of testing before they're released into the public. And a lot of yes. times it's like 10 yeah. years of testing. And because you need to know exactly how it's going to affect the population, are there going to be any ramifications? Whereas technology is, we made it as soon as we did, we put it straight out to the masses for everyone to consume. And we're having no testing to see if this is going to damage people. You know, look at Instagram, you've got whole new disorders, which we never had before. Because of this kind of addiction to phones, and it's like such a good tool, you know, and just general technology. But it's how you, you know, Freddie, as you say, you know, people aren't using them to their full advantage, and you know, they're just tapping into the addiction side. So they're a great tool, but you know, how good's a tool if you're not using it properly? Whereas Alistair, you're saying you need to know about it, and then that's how good they are. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I always like it um, if you leave your kids. Well, if you leave your kids to the devices, they'll never come off the devices. It's like a nice play on words on this advert. 
about like lockdown. They're a good, they're a really good tool, but they can also be a crutch. You know, with kids, it'd be like they can be a really good learning tablet, for instance, or phones. You know, you can learn stuff off of. You can do so much communicating with friends and whatever. But at the same time, they can also be a crutch for parenting. And it's like you know, actually, you're not spending time with your kids because you are on your phone and your kids are on the phone. But actually, one good thing I want to say as well of, I'll see you said about. Um, you know, you look back in the 1800s and it's the exact same thing. And it is a picture of the London underground. And you've seen there's loads of men all in hats, suits, and they're all reading the paper. So it's no different from now. Everyone's on the phones. But back then, people just read the paper. Like, people still have the same interactions. I think it's just there's worse addictions from it. But, you know, it doesn't mean we're necessarily changing how our society works. It's just more of like we're, it's evolving to do the same thing we did anyway, but with new. You can't say you, 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 I mean, first of all, I agree with you about that people always think that life was better back then, blah, blah. But you've given me a really interesting thought, as you were saying this, yeah. about like use, the use of the tools. And I was thinking, right, I mean, I have had to reorganize this in my head. So you have, let's say, the phone, the technology, and you have the person, the human, right? And at the beginning, you have a simple, a simple thing, such as the phone, it's most simplest, and the human adapts themselves to be creative, to make the most out of the tool, right? So you have texting, you're limited to 120 characters. You come up with a whole language just so that you can get as much information in as possible. You come up with the simplest games out of kilobytes, if not bits of information to make a whole snake game. I mean, people have been playing Doom, was it, on, on fridges and toasters because they used to figure out how to get this whole thing out of such a small uh, amount of power. A whole game out of a small amount of power. So at first, in anything, cars, you have the technology at its simplest and the human has to adapt and use its brain and have a good creative mind to use the most out of it. But then as time progresses, the, the technology gets cleverer and cleverer and we, we, we adapt it more and more and more to the human so the human doesn't have to do anything. So now we're getting to the stage where, I, I mean, I just played at Apple TV for the first time in my life, which is crazy, but we never had it before. And the, the remote, you just swipe up with a special little pad. You can talk to it to tell it exactly what you want. You can, um, like, you can choose, swipe between music and YouTube through your phone as well. It all connects. The, the technology is adapting to us rather than the other way around. So now we can be lazy and the technology has to be clever, right? It's like a balance. I mean, the, the, the final example I came up with was cars are getting smarter and smarter. That makes us worse drivers. Mm. Right? One thing you're saying about, um, you're saying that actually the technology evolves to us. I'd actually say it ends up being the opposite as well, that we evolved to the technology. We like dogs being domesticated. We evolved together. We didn't, it wasn't like man domesticated out dogs. It was a case of your know, dogs came to the fire, they warned them off and like, oh, actually these dogs are doing this to benefit us. And the dogs are like, oh, you'll do this to benefit us. So it's kind of more sim symbiotic than actually just one over the other. And one thing is I always think with intuitiveness now is what seems like, oh, that just makes sense to us. It's only because we've been taught it makes sense. You know, like rolling... Oh, it, like the thing I was going to mention about phones is, do you know the pictures for on off for answering or ending a call is a, a handheld phone receiver. Kids know, mm -hmm. I say kids now, I mean, but people won't necessarily know what that means, what that symbol is, or rolling up the windows in a car, rolling them down. It's because you have to roll them physically. That's all put, put, and you may still use the terms, but you don't understand. 
or like for phones, the intuitiveness is three dots or a cog means settings. You go to somebody and be like, why does that mean settings? Why do I know that the three dots is meant to be for that, especially older people? And I always think in the future with like VR and different tech, we'll, we may come to a point of where the intuitive gestures for kids are being like, oh, you wave your hands in this way. Of course that brings up the settings. How do you not know that? And it's like, yeah, but no, our settings is just a cog or three dots. What, <laughs> what do you mean it's intuitive to just to wave your hands this way? And like, so that's what I think of like- Come on, granddad. Evolve together with the technology that, technology gets smarter and we get smarter and then we're able to as you're saying use those shortcut language things for 120 so like rather than writing the word settings we know we can teach people and we can teach technology little cog that'll be instead so we don't need to write it out instead we can use symbols and, yeah, and shortcuts yeah okay just before uh i'm sure you have a point to this as well that you'd like to add just that I, as much as i agree with you i still think that we're putting less effort in in the end even yeah, though maybe the designers are putting more effort in to make it better for us, us as consumers have to do less to get out of it what we want and don't have to be creative. Mm. You don't yeah. have to, yeah. Well, yeah, one thing of it, my uh, nephew, he, you hear him talk and he's like, oh yeah, can you, I could just imagine doing this, this and this on a game. And his imagination is in the, con- the confinement of a game. So it's like your imagination is now hindered by the game that you play that you may, you know, initially imagination is do whatever you want, whereas his now imagination is set within the game itself. So it's a, it's a funny thing I thought of, like, see, although, yeah, I, I mean, I remember as a kid, I did that with Star Wars films. I pretend to be Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I was like, do you know the scene after he kills the big alien and then his hair is a certain way? That's what I look now, and I'm fighting as Obi-Wan Kenobi. I remember that clearly in primary school as a kid. I like, so I guess the confinement of my imagination was the film. But even so, for, for him, it's like, you could be imagining anything and you're imagining about the game that you're currently not playing at home, what you want to be. Instead, you're thinking about what you could do in the game. And then, yeah, it's, it's mad how it's changed. Nice. Yeah, I, I'd be curious. So my two things on that. One quick little anecdote, which is quite funny. I remember when I was teaching these, um, I, when I, taught, I think it was my grade three class when I, when I used to teach. Um, and this kid and I was, I was doing this map thing in geography, trying to get them to... Um, just like they just had to draw a map and they just they could draw put whatever they wanted on them, any any square of the map and they just had to like talk about which where it was but like you know G five or whatever it was on a, on, a, on a grid nice and easy and anyway this kid he was, he was gonna sit down and he was gonna draw something and I was like oh yeah you can draw whatever you want like anything in your imagination and he just went ah oh, I forgot the password to my imagination <laughs> <laughs> I just never been like wow <laughs> this is a new year. I was probably born in like two thousand and eight two thousand and nine, you know so maybe really yeah but i don't know it's, it's born into the madness man this year mm. i don't know this is nothing to do with your question whatsoever <laughs> but um when you when i'm trying to make kids be imaginative you didn't you never think that was an issue and it is i'm there with my class and i'm saying to them right guys i like Alistair said and draw anything you want you can't you have to give them limits because otherwise you like i mean i said right draw anything you want on a pizza and they still would just pick spaghetti, like spaghetti would be the most creative or um, meatballs. Like it'd be, you'd have to really pre-teach them that they can put anything mm. on a pizza, like a shark or the whole planet Pluto. Pluto's not a planet. Or, you know, <laughs> but to really get them to imagine big, you have to first give them big mm. because they couldn't do it. And it's kind of sad, but then is that just all life 
and uh, that's not yeah because I guess one thing you could say for my thing is actually you know, I always think of like people end up over sexualizing behavior of kids because they're, they're they're trying to associate themselves with children and forgetting that kids haven't gone through puberty yet you know like don't don't worry about it like if what looks like a weird behavior to you as an adult it is a weird behavior as a child it's normal like because my friend um she's a primary school teacher and said like kids just get the bits out all the time you know like she's a reception and they're just like touching each other they're showing each other and it's just that's what kids do and it's like if, if the parents just come in they'd be like oh my gosh what's happening it's like what debauchery is going on it's like it's not they're just learning and they're just doing whatever there's no connotations that we would have that's just part they may as well be their finger for all the care for showing it and it's so for me saying like he's confined himself to the game is actually like that's what kids have always done as you're saying you need to give him some structure to the imagination for them to go go let loose on it yeah alistair um yeah that i I think I had a second point I was going to say from that one before, but it was it was about phones, right? And then it was it was a tough I completely lost my topic. Lost my train of thought. I'll be honest with you. But no, fine. this is what I'm looking for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we can just cut out. It's fine. So to, to wrap up for the initial kind of uses, we kind of said that phones are really communication device first, and then there's the extra, and then Freddie, you said about the core things of. Was it communication, access, and what was the last one? Control. Control. And then, control. Um, and then now camera. I made, you can't see on the on the podcast because I made a thing, but... <laughs> and then camera. Uh, and Alistair, you were saying about just general communication, how there's such a pivotal part of life when like, look at lockdown and how, um, how we've used it so much and how it's just integrated into a lot. And then for the, the good versus bad, Freddie, you were on the bad side. And although, to, to what I feel to summarise is he's saying that phones have this incredible potential, but potential isn't worth anything if it's not used. And unfortunately, what happens in the real world is the potential isn't used, but what is, is the addictive side, which just captures people. So phones, although they can be used for, for great things, and they are, for the majority of people, they just they just key into your addictions and they just end up being this negative thing which although you're doing some like social media you can, you're communicating with people but at the same time it's not necessarily healthy communication you're doing it for a reason to get likes or whatever so that's the bad side was Alistair your good is on thing of effectively the potential and what it is used for just every day in the world of like it's changed our lives for the positive and you just as long as you're aware of it phones are always going to just be something which is like it's you know, you're walking down the street, you've got Google Maps, you can call your mum if you need to, you know, like what Abby's family moved to Dubai and they had to call like once a month. And when they did, it had to be limited to about five, I think it's like five minutes because it just cost way too much to call international. And that's like in the eighties. Whereas now it's like, you can just call somebody any time of day and it's free as long as you've got Wi-Fi or whatever. Um, you know, and it's even for people who are like down in the luck, like people, even the homeless may still have a phone, you know, and it means you're connected and you've got more opportunities. So for us, the, the good is because although, yes, there are the negative sides, it's just the fact they can do so much good and how they've improved everyone's life. That's that's positive. Um, yeah. So if you think that, that kind of summarizes. Um, I do remember what I was going to say just quickly, if, if you want, because it was basically we're talking about the um the evolution thing. You no, know, we're talking about mm. how we evolve as, as and then we evolve to the technology or the technology evolves to us kind of thing. Yeah. I think that as we make things that are making our lives easier and easier, yeah, we are getting kind of like losing skills there. But equally I do think that 
I, I think there may be a, a bigger shift in that one. Like, so obviously, the thing about, okay, the cars, as they get better and better at driving, a driver's getting worse. But then, obviously, if everyone has self-driving cars, they would be infinitely better than, than uh, infinitely safer, potentially, I you'd hope. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, as, uh, there will be a sort of a, a pivotal shift as, I think, I, I don't, don't want to sound too conspiratorial and that sort of thing, but AI, once, once AI does become properly kind of, you know, a lot better it's gonna yeah, I don't know. I think that's gonna be a massive change i think if we if, if our kids were doing this podcast they'd be like oh yeah you know, you know 2050 <laughs> the 2050 yeah. You know, great yeah 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 it's so 50 weird. million lives ended on 19 or, 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 or 20, <laughs> 1997 in the, what people were then called was it the um judgment day but yeah so anyway, um, my uh, i watched uh, one that too recently <laughs> <laughs> So my final questions for you to go away and to look up is find some new phone tech. So something which is kind of like something pivotal, something which is kind of like, oh, maybe it's going to be 10 years released or it could not necessarily just sci-fi, but something which is definitely actually going to hopefully be, it's in, it's in the works and it's something cool and be like, wow, this is going to be revolutionary. Maybe not revolutionary, but something cool. Um, and the second one is find like an example. So just to kind of, because we've been talking about these kind of more generalized of what it can and can't be used for and the good and bad is find at least one great thing that comes from a phone and one terrible thing and then just research something where it's like this is like a hard fact this is a positive this is a negative and it can be one actual scenario like you know this kid in kansas ended up committing suicide because he was addicted to social media and he couldn't handle it uh, or it could be you know more of a general thing of like you know you look at this um, you know, like a whole school was able to do this over phones or whatever. But yeah, so that is the end of the first part. We'll see you in all of two seconds. <laughs> but for us, it'll be a week. <laughs> Madness. Has anyone got used to this yet? It's just, just it's ah. mind bending. This is it. <laughs> Sound. That's great. <laughs> This is serious <sighs> ASMR. Welcome to our ASMR I'd like you to welcome us back to the show, as it's been all of two seconds for you and a good week for us. And we were talking about mobile phones and whether they're good or bad and what new tech's coming about. And so hopefully we've been looking up some new stuff. And so the first question I asked you guys was find some new phone tech and confirm your initial thoughts. But yeah, new phone tech. And Alistair, what have you found? Yeah, I might have to admit I got down a little bit distracted with with the new tech, but it's, it's related to new phone tech, so I'm gonna gonna go with it. Um, basically, obviously, I know you're a fan as well, Johnny. I'm sure some of our listeners will be of VR and the future possibilities of that being very exciting. So I'm basically just going to down a rabbit hole for that, rather than looking at phones. Matters, I think, in a big way. I think you know the, the VR goggles that you can put your phone onto, and then. They've got the two screens because all it is is high density pixel small screens in it, really, with a bit of fancy camera. I don't know. Anyway, the thing that was really cool that I thought was worth talking about briefly, which I haven't seen before, was these VR gloves that have just been announced. That are, they're very much high end, not not available for consumers at the moment, but they're basically got imagine like a motor in the back on the back of your wrist, normal pair of gloves with a motor here, and then they've got, I guess, little little sort of bits on three or four on each finger, and with, with little ropes attached or little tiny strings attached to that to a motor on the back of your wrist so it can then like mimic tension which can then mimic the feeling of holding something without actually holding anything so you can like so the tension would be such that when you grip your hand you can grip it to a point and then say if you say you're picking up a ball it would then stop when you get to 
the size of the ball. I think that's it. I don't know. I think the future, I don't know. It's just, it's so just it's, like, it's less about, it's more about the feel for you rather than necessarily the, the input into the VR. You know, yeah, so they would be both. Obviously, they'd be the controllers as well because obviously, why would you not yeah. throw that in there? But yeah, it was like, yeah, the full, cool. just the immer- immerse- immersion of it. Because obviously, holding the controller is cool. You can do stuff. But actually feeling it and feeling it like it's there, that's the new... I don't know. That would be, and that'd then be really cool. It would go into gestures because I know, like, you can get already oh, course, got, like yeah. the hand the gestures, and yeah. it's kind of like the home button is hand facing upwards, and you touch your thumb and your finger together. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like that would yeah. be our generational, you know, yeah, get left behind on that from, from the new, <laughs> new VR. How do I get there. to settings? Where's the cog? Darren, where's the cog? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that was a, that was a little bit of a rabbit hole, but um, it was a lot of fun. Nice. So, yeah. Freddie, new tech for you. So, because I was being all negative. Um, last time, well, earlier in the episode, capability <laughs> uh, <laughs> of phones. I found something negative, maybe very weird. So I was walking along the street to go shopping, and I saw a shop called DNA Nudge. Have you any idea what DNA Nudge is? No. So um, this is central London. This is right. In, it's in, in Covent Gardens. And I was like, what is that shop? It looks very kind of like Apple Watchy, if you know what I mean. And it's a bracelet that you go in, you have your mouth swabbed or something. They, they break down your genetic code. Well, they, they take, you know, they scan, you get your genetic code. And they then measure up the genes you have to a database that says if something's more or less healthy for you. Now, I realized that having studied biology, I should probably have explained that better. <laughs> but it seems very creepy so you then have this watch thing attached to you that's connected to your phone and when you scan items in a supermarket it tells you on your phone if that item is somehow better or worse for you because of your genes mm. that's a shop I, I, is it am i missing something did i fall asleep that's, for a bit that's really cool <laughs> i like the idea of just like you go towards some foods and it'd be like no start that's fat <laughs> Oh, yeah, it does. I mean, it, it, it's, it's like tells you if you've been still yeah. for too long. It, it, there's a nudge match feature where you can find out what genes you have related to other people, which seems kind of like an incest detector. I don't know. It's like the idea of being like, <laughs> hey, look, you're my sister. You're like, yes, I know. You didn't need the watch to tell you that. <laughs> I don't understand what, like, it, you know, you just go and you, you beat like some cheese, like now bad. And you're like, okay, okay, watch, please. Can I have it now bad? Okay, I mean, that's a bad now bad. <laughs> well, yeah, like, yeah, the joke, yeah. well, I think uh, the introduction of more technology into our lives is obviously steadily like the Apple Watch does that pretty much now. Like, it will give you, it, yeah. it even has a thing since COVID of um, it, obviously you can turn it all off, but you can, it can, uh, it knows when you're washing your hands and it will tell you if you've done it for long enough and stuff like that. So, I haven't brushed your teeth in 10 days. Shut <laughs> yeah. up. Jesus. You, but you, Alistair, you told us um, about CES, right? Was it CES? Yeah, that was basically where I, where I saw this thing about these gloves. And it, it, it wasn't, yeah, it was, um, I just pretty much, I, I, I hadn't even heard of it until, yes, last night when I was looking up. But yeah, it's basically like a um, Comic-Con for tech kind of kind of thing where these tech companies show off what they're working on. But yeah, so one of the interesting things there was the um, sort of VR glasses as well. Again, obviously all vr but, and obviously AR kind of in, in that world but um so yeah like i think apple would be coming out with some apple glasses either this or next year potentially which is see if they work i know i think i think it's kind of the, the death of of hardware in a kind of in a way you, you know you can imagine it 
even the applications for like working, if you just had your laptop, you could then have put the glasses on and then you've got an extra five screens around it, you know, that mm. you can interact with. It's quite, you know, yeah. It's not it's not it's not a leap to, to talk talk about everything. I think it's it's very much within the next few years it's gonna be a thing. Yeah, because I remember seeing this like concept advert thing and it was like thing about you know, you go into your home and it's just pretty the walls are blank or whatever and there's not much going on but you put your glasses on and suddenly you've got this huge like tv on your wall instead yeah, and it's yeah. like you know if you watch altered carbon and that was like you know, just walking through the street and it's just like dingy dark and quiet puts on these contact lenses suddenly you're getting blasted with adverts and everything's bright and noisy and like yeah it's, it's just that idea of initially like when are we going to make holograms and then realizing no, that's silly. When are you going to change how, you know, if you're just viewing it, it doesn't need to be far away. It just needs to appear far away and it would make it really small in your eyes. We don't need to make a big bit of hardware. But there's a, there's some really cool, um, like, videos of what that might look like in, like, London. Yeah, I don't know how you can find it. I've seen it. So, like, getting on a bus and seeing these adverts, like, going around your head and, like, <laughs> things appearing and spinning and, like, you have to, like, close adverts that are coming up and popping up. And you're like, God damn it, go away. <laughs> Oh, there's obviously there's a very quick to quick knee-jerk response to like the sort of dystopian future of that which obviously would be all that and you'd get everyone saying oh you know you've got to be pure and get a you know there'd be people who are already vehemently against it but i think at the end of the day it's the same thing like i said i think the apple watch is a good example of that because though you can when you get out of the box it's going to have all those settings that are annoying like it's got you know it has notifications about stuff but you can turn all that off you know you can i think as a consumer as long as you're paying money then you, you can you'll have the same freedom from adverts hopefully otherwise people People aren't going to change directly what they want. It's going to be how they how, how it gets given to us. I think. Yeah, as well as that thing of you know, for the, the companies to make the most amount of money, you know, they can do it through ad revenue. But at the same time, people aren't going to buy a product if it's just riddled with ads. So at the same time, it'll be that that middle ground, isn't it? Of being like, you know, we'll make sure you can turn these features off so people still buy the product. <laughs> I don't think it's a generational thing, right? So I. I'm outraged when YouTube is putting adverts in like in the middle of a, I don't know, a yeah. tutorial. And you're like, what is this? God damn it. And even though, yes, YouTube is free and then YouTube's like, yeah, you can pay for premium. And you're like, shut up, YouTube. <laughs> um, like, if you, like kids, kids these days, they, they don't see it like that, do they? They don't remember not having adverts mm. on YouTube. So, mm. yeah, like slowly but surely, they'll get used to it. And then who says that you have to turn off these settings? What if it's just like, but that's just yeah. the way it is. Do you know what I love on the flip side of that is that is when our nephew, so Abby's uh, sister, um, brother-in-law, they came to England and uh, they live in Canada, just FYI. I know. And they don't really watch, because obviously they're expats to Canada. They don't really have Canadian TV because it's just, just don't really like it. It's not really their cup of tea. And so they just, what they use is Netflix or they'll stream stuff like ITV player or BBC player, you know, still whatever. And then um, they came to England or rented like this cottage in Northumberland. And then we put on the TV for them while we are just about to get ready. And it was like Hotel Transylvania, the movie. So they all sat in, sat in the bedroom and then we kind of started packing stuff up to go to the beach or whatever. And they came through and I was like, it's like what's, what's going on the TV? It's broken. And we walked in and it was just the adverts because they'd only ever watched Netflix or stuff without adverts. So they got really confused of why they were watching the film. Suddenly it stopped and there's random stuff on the TV. And, you know, yeah, I thought it was really funny because <laughs> they just had no, no idea of the concept of watching a film and suddenly it stops for the adverts as you do on TV. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. That's actually a good I mean, like, 
one thing I I can't remember why did this it wasn't that long ago. I watched a DVD, like and you remember at the beginning of a DVD you had all those like pirates. Yes. You, know, you wouldn't steal a handbag. You wouldn't steal like, all those things. But, like completely yeah nostalgia, but you haven't seen for so long. Yeah, yeah it's funny. I watch, I it's funny how quickly you get used to something as well. I think. Right. So, yeah. to to carry on, it, the second question was find at least one great thing that comes from a phone and one terrible thing. Try to have like an actual scenario and one general theme. So be it like one could be this person did this, or the other one would be like you know this is a trend which is happening to multiple people. So Freddie. Yeah, I actually had such a good time with this. I didn't think I would, but I did. Because at first I was just googling, oh, good things about phones, and you know, it just be people ranting. So then I was like, oh wait, how do I get past this? Oh yeah, actually published papers. So, so I started like just smashing buzzwords into um, Google Scholar, and I found a paper. This is this was fun because this is why this show is fun because I um, was very negative about phones, if you remember from earlier in the episode. This was, this paper is called The Role of Mobile Phones in Sustainable Rural Poverty Reduction. And wow, phones really do benefit impoverished people in rural areas. Like, and I'm talking GDP growth, job creation, productivity, tax revenue, entrepreneurship, job searching, market inefficiency improvements, transport substitutions, disaster relief, education and health, social capital, and social cohesion. And this is a paper. So you know it's wow. fancy. And I and to be fair, I did look at it like first thinking it was a bit wishy-washy, but their 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 um, method was not like it's not just talking to people, it's actually facts. So mm. for example Actual science. Yes. If like when an area has 10 phones per hundred people, the GDP on average increases by six percent. Whoa. Just, just, that, just smash facts. Like the fact that somehow having, I can't remember what the actual amount of phones is um, in an area, reduces the cost of transport just because time is saved and therefore money is saved in the ways that people get transport or pay for transport or uh, just a bunch of other stuff, jobs wow. included. So, Do you know where the study was, where the study was uh, carried out? Yes. Hang on, I've got the paper in front of me. This is from 2008. This is... So I'll, I'll, while you look for that, I'll just say um, me and Freddie went to Tanzania for with university. And one thing that, you, that so you have the Maasai tribe and they're obviously like whatever happens when you have tribal communities suddenly getting thrust into the modern world and just them trying to find their way. And one thing is through mobile phones and that how they do it is it's really bad to steal someone else's phone because rather than having bank accounts in the same well, they do have bank accounts there as well, but. It's like phone credit, but that ends up being your whole account. So it'd be like you put money onto your phone and then say if you some you're middle of nowhere, some Maasai man wants to sell to another Maasai man some cows, that right, I'll just send you effectively text you money over. So here's like for us to be like, there's 50 quid, I'll have your cow now. And that's just how it works. And suddenly you don't need to worry about even like pockets, for instance, to with money when you're out in the middle of nowhere and everyone's got a phone, everyone has this kind of system, and it just works great and there's no kind of like faffing around it's just simple easy and effective and the whole country uses it and it's just hugely um just modernized everything and helps them massively freddie um so i may have to fix this later when i go through the paper again it's quite long <laughs> but not done based on certain areas in kind of a space wise it's done on the telecom companies um releasing their data 
if that makes sense. So it's taken yeah, mobile, Vodafone, China Unicom, T-Mobile, Singular, Orange, Verizon, Viva, and they've Orange. Taken, yeah, <laughs> and they've taken data that they got. So I understand that actually maybe it could be quite biased if they wanted to, but I guess further further looking, I don't know, edit this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> uh, yeah, so further further insight is required, but I mean, why why release a paper like this if there's not yeah. something somewhere to even find? Even with the biases, it's not gonna be like phones have been a detriment really. Because I guess as well, when we think of phones, we're thinking like modern day addicted to social media ways. Your mobile phones say like when we were in Tanzania, it was just you know like Nokia phones. That's all you needed. You just need to be able to text somebody your money amount, and that was it. So that could be nothing. So Alistair. So I realised I didn't really do this in the spirit of the show very well because what I did actually was just go down a rabbit hole. Unfortunately, quite similar to Freddy's, but basically in I looked at it in China, which is the thing I already kind of know a bit about, and went further into that. Was obviously I think what I should have done is probably just go a completely new route that I had no idea about or no idea yet. Um, <laughs> Basically, um, I was in terms of the good and great and terrible things about phone. I went for the fairly generic. The good thing that's done communication and bring people together and, and you know, especially uh, people who are far apart. And then versus obviously being tethered to it and being really kind of you know dependent on it. Um, I think in terms of being tetheredness, that's not a word. But um, if you actually went to if you went to try and live without a mobile phone in the modern world, I think you'd you'd definitely struggle. To the point, like if you tried to do that in China, you would you would you wouldn't be able to do it. I don't think because, like you say, like the, the, the payment piece you were just talking about there—that is absolutely basically cashless society over there. It's not obviously they have cash and they do it in, in a lot of a lot of situations, but for the most part, yeah, it's very much. It just becomes such a part of your life that you're using it all the time. Um, and that led me on to actually being curious about actual phone times a day. So, quickly for you, any guesses at the average average screen time on a phone? Two to six hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three three hours fifteen minutes for the for the average. But for millennials, it's five point seven, which seems wow. Know, that seems mad. But to be honest, I, I believe that. I think um, we can say the average, but millennials being from like yeah, millennials twenty five to thirty five. That's yeah. older than way older than you think. Yeah, yeah. So was it Gen Z? Z Z Z what everyone says is millennial, which is like 25 below, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Basically, what, what do you actually think when you say millennial? Yeah, will probably be, but actually, I don't know, but actually even higher. But like I, said, I think it's TikTok is another really good example of how this is just kind of like, it's all about the joke of, you know, back in time, people would have thought everyone was black and white. But actually now, if you look at, if you look at video it's taken now, you think suddenly the world went vertical. Yeah. Which is quite funny. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. I did get on another little one about time and just how, how, again, I, th- I think this is not super related to the thing. I, again, I've gone off on a bit of a tangent, but I think it's really interesting. And it was talking about long, short versus short, long time. Okay, so it's like how how we perceive time, basically. And I don't know if this is something you guys have come across before, but it's something I had no idea about really until until I looked it up. But you just need to relate to phones because how much you know you, you can how much you perceive time passing by quicker when you're when you're distracted and everything. But basically, the example they used was you're at an airport. Okay, you've got to wait. You're on, going on holiday. You've got to wait four hours for your for a delayed flight. Now, while you're waiting in those four hours, so like prospectively, it's take it feels like it's taking a real long time, right? And then the next day, you've got a full day of being on holiday, and you've got and it's jam packed, and it flies by, yeah. So in terms of you, the way you perceive it, it's absolutely flying by. Now, when you look back on it, so retrospectively, then the 
four hours just disappeared. Like it didn't didn't seem like mm. any time at all because your brain, your, nothing was happening. We're actually reminding you that that this was, mm. you know, this time was going past. And then the full day actually, in retrospect, feels really long because there were so many things that happened that your brain perceives these different things happening and gives it that length. So that's kind of short, oh, long. So cool, I like that. I thought it was really interesting. So yeah, um, again, not <laughs> apologise, not super related. No, because on, when you're in the in the airport, you'll have to be on your phone, and what really when you're on your phone for four hours, it, it just goes by in a flash because nothing really happens. So then exactly. that's, that's the, the joke. So the, the, the funny thing about that in the modern world was that TV and phones create a new thing where, where you have short, short, where it feels <laughs> short while you're doing it, and then when you look back on it, it feels short as well. So if you want to live a long life, do lots of planking and lots of things that make time go wrong. You know. oh, planking. Oh. Yeah, yeah, sitting on with your phone out, and there's TV on, and there's maybe some vague noise in the background, and just like you can lose like hours, hours and hours. Nothing, only loss. I can't remember what we were watching something, and it was like um, it's funny that uh, I remember seeing was it Mythbusters or something. I can't remember what it's about about isolation. And that effectively, when you're in isolation, you you sleep a lot more, and eventually go into depression. But I think it's that thing of like your body is actually just saying like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just gonna like power down for a bit. So you just get tired. And you're not doing yeah. anything. You just you're so bored. You just go to sleep because you. I feel and I feel like that's phones and TV. Do you only do that? It's kind of like you're powering down. Nothing really happens. Yeah. You just procrastinate to a point where nothing's gained, but you pass yeah. time. But when you but you need to have things that actually simulate memories that give you that perspective that something have happened for a long time. Right? So if you spent a day or two in complete isolation with nothing, obviously during it, it would feel so long. But when you look back on it, it would feel like an absolute little flew by because yeah. your brain has no reason to remember the things in it. So I don't know. It's, otherwise, yeah, fascinating to actually look at that and how, how we spend our time. Maybe. So Probably could be a whole episode on its own, to be fair. But, uh, so would you say that, that that was positive plus negative? Because in China, it's kind of like a thing of where like, it was good and bad because your phones are used for everything but the bad was that you're so reliant on it you can't really not have a phone and therefore right, and yeah. then the other thing of being that now you've got phones which are the, the was it short short phone and tv so that's the, the new yeah, when, you, when, you, yeah, when you're starting well yeah wait, wasting your life away but then again I, would, I think that is a whole another debate about whether if you're if you're happy doing something while you're doing it does it does it need to be the most fulfilling and long thing every time you do something does it does it like you know, so obviously the, the really interesting thing you can relate to now so if I look at, I've been working from home since October. So that's when the days really started to feel the same. And if I look back on it since October, it's currently January, 2021. Look back in October, you know, who knows when someone's going to listen to this, Johnny? You know? yeah. <laughs> who knows when we're going to release it as well? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so the, the last few months have just absolutely flown by looking back at it. But obviously the days are kind of, I mean, to be fair, the days are going quite quickly as well. But it's, yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's a funny Hmm. so Freddie have you got something for because you said a positive did you find a negative yeah I did uh, obviously but do you want to finish what you're going to say then first yes just that because I used to be a study a, what was I a study assistant a study counsellor or something in my job you One of the schools I talked at school uh, that you can hack what you were talking about the short long thing mm. to help you with making studying go faster or more beneficial part of it is like when you need your break if you have a break of five minutes you can make that break massive by just getting up going to a completely different part of the house a moving beasts being in a different area literally drinking a glass of water and having a quick conversation with someone and come back and that's a proper break 
But if you have 10 minutes, if you sat there on your phone, it's nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. and, your, and your body is like, we haven't had a break. We're still sat here looking at a screen. What's the difference? So it's interesting uh, you saying that because it's so true. I mean, you feel it yourself. Don't you? But also, um, well, I'll yeah. quickly have a little thing. I remember in Tunisia and Sahara Desert, and I remember it was like they said, oh, it's going to be like a six-hour coach ride or something to get to the, to the desert. And I'm like, oh, man, this is 14 or something. And I remember, and this is the first time ever doing it, of um, taking snapshots. And I remember, I still have this memory, but we started off, and I remember taking like a mental image of our starting point. And it was like this kind of like, not a cityscape, but that kind of thing, just some buildings or whatever. Then when we got to where we needed to be, I remember back to it and I was like, man, that was so, that was so long ago, but it feels instant because now you kind of like, you've jumped ahead because you, you remember a certain yeah. moment. Now you suddenly, you can look back every time and like, that was, well, that's an hour ago. Suddenly, you know, if you count it. Yeah, you play that game, don't you, where you can take a snapshot and like, boom, and then yeah. you like pause. And then when you get to the place you wanted to be or whatever, you think back mm -hmm. to a snapshot, like, boom, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> Teleport. Sorry, Carol, Freddie. Um, so, my negative was interesting because I got into the swing of looking at papers and I found this one in Sweden where they, they sent a questionnaire to 10,000 people to ask them if they wanted to be part of this study on mobile phones. And the interesting part is that they sent every single one of them a lottery ticket. They could use the lottery ticket whether they entered the questionnaire or not. Like this is proper, you know, advanced Nordic countries being all proper and nice to everyone you know <laughs> 10,000 euros worth of lottery tickets in the end they managed to get 4,000 people or something and they were doing a study of 20 to 24 year olds on their use of mobile phones and their how they perceived they were using them if it was positive negative how much they used them a lot or not a lot and I'm pretty sure you can guess what happened <laughs> in the end yes high use correlated with dissatisfaction in life sleep disturbances and other symptoms of depression after a year and one quarter of the people were uh, just because this is an extra fact that I thought was interesting one quarter of the people uh, said or answered the question about how often they would be expected to be on hand or on call using their phone one quarter of them answered with 24 7 7 days a week wow like I didn't, I didn't think That's, anyone could yeah. answer a phone yeah. at two in the morning, but apparently some people feel that if they get an important email at three in the morning, they are meant to deal with it. Well, yeah, it's a, I mean, super important stuff. Like someone's called you and it's like, I need help and I'm dying. <laughs> uh, I just turn the phone off at night. <laughs> if they're going to die, there's nothing I can do about it, probably. Someone better than me. <laughs> it's just somebody knocking on the door. Well, my phone is off, so... <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, in case anyone wants to look that up, it was 2011, mobile phone use and stress, sleep disturbances, symptoms of depression among young adults. I can't remember the journal. So, to, so I'll go over a bit of a summary. So for the tech part, Alistair, you mentioned VR gloves, but we brought it back to that VR kind of phones hugely launched VR, to be honest, because suddenly everyone could have VR without having to spend like 500 quid on a headset. People were like, mm, is it just going to be like bad? Um, Freddie used it about DNA nudge and that's about effectively machines controlling you and like your phone being like a controlling part of tech that you know it'll tell you when to do stuff what not to do what's good what's bad and then for the good and the bad stuff 
Alison, you talked about in China, it's kind of like a positive negative that it's just in every aspect of life and you can't really live without a phone, be it that as good or bad as you make it. And also that phones have done a new thing where it's short, short, where it just kind of a negative. Um, Freddie, your positive was it improves rural areas hugely, as we've even seen in real life that, you know, they, they make a huge impact in rural areas and just reconnecting really everyone and just making everything flow better and raising all levels, everything. And your bad thing was that people spend way too much time with the phones and it is linked to bad sleep, depression and general badness. Um, badness. And so this, uh, I thought I'd add a little section of a little, um, I know something, but you don't know it yet. Um, and it is a nice biscuit. So I'm sure you ha- have you had these before? Yeah. Just yeah. nice biscuit. Yeah. Do you know what flavour it is? Biscuit. It's a flavour. I, mean, I learned today because I was like, oh yeah, this. I'm like, no. Um, it's a flavour. Can you guess what flavour it is? I want to say vanilla, but I'm sure it's not. Almond? It's coconut. It's uh, coconut. It's got desiccated coconut in it. And that just blows my mind. As a kid, I remember it as the sugary biscuit with sugar on it. And that was it. And it's totally it's coconut. It's all nice. <laughs> nice. I like it. Subliminal, not, subli- not so subliminal messaging, right? <laughs> Eat nice. Yeah. yeah. Are you flexing that your COVID is now gone then, I take it, if you can now taste coconut? <laughs> I can't <laughs> smell it, though. <laughs> you know, I ha- yeah, that's yeah. that. Imagine she's just messing with you. Like, it has no smell. She's like, can you not smell it yet, Jonathan? Come on. Like, <laughs> For Christmas, Abby got loads of, like, wax melts, and it was like... Can't smell anything. <laughs> also, the first smell I had, because I can smell some things a little bit every now and then, dependent. The first smell was Ezra's poo napping. I was like, he's pooed. <laughs> so I'll tell you now, you don't realize how much you need your smell than with the baby. And it's like, no, you need to be able to smell it because otherwise it's bad when they, you don't change them. Poor kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> thank you for following us on this journey through mobile phones. I have been Jonathan, the host for this week's episode. We've had Freddie, thank you. And thank you, Alistair. This has been Mobile Phones and this has been No Idea Yet. Cool. I should have been eating while I was doing that. <laughs> thank you for listening to No Idea Yet. If you'd like the show, you can also follow us on Instagram. It's No Idea Yet Podcast. And if you have any comments, information you thought we missed, or recommendations for the future, drop us an email at noideayetpodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned every Saturday when we drop our new episodes. Thank you for listening.